0: Studio Funk Hello, welcome back to Studio Funk Yes, yes, we're back It always feels good to be back The podcast documenting funk and soul Of the past and modern day That's right On today's show we welcome curator and DJ, coming from London City, London town, and also Bournemouth. <laughs> we welcome Mish to the round table here at Studio Funk. I catch up with him about his brand new compilation coming out of Mr. Bongo Records with Love compilation covering modern soul funk soul and boogie and here on studio funk we're getting exclusive insights and listen to his comp let's go i see you in different
1: places but we never get a chance to meet share all the same spaces but your head's in the air
2: Oh,
0: Brothers, set it out.
1: This place a
0: Big shout out to Tim. This place is really real. Big shout out to Hirsch. Chicago Boogie Volume 3 out now on Star Creature. The
3: way we really
1: feel.
0: Don't sleep. on Studio Funk, keeping the vibes rolling, you know how we do, coming up soon, exclusive interview with Mish, talking about his brand new compilation on Mr. Bongo Records, with love. crazy. Brand new release from Tokyo Condition. Big shout to DJ Natoya. I see you. Nobuyuki Shimizu of a track called Silver Spot. 7 inch 45. You need this in your collection. Trust me.
4: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! I'm Soul Supreme, and this is a uh, Studio Funk with my man Aswad. Please enjoy this show.
0: records. Mackenzie and Gardner. From time, the groove version. Available on 7-inch, 45 vinyl for the very first time. favorites from the genius mind of Devin Morrison. In the past month, he has released three instrumental projects with the titles of Dream Lobby. a track <laughs> welcome to dream soul <laughs>
5: Big and round. I want a lollipop for the prettiest girl in town. town,
6: town.
0: Time for the main event. Coming up next, it's an interview with Mish new compilation on Mr. Bongo Records with love. Exclusive Insight exclusively here on Studio Funk Day show we have a very special guest who is a dj curator party boy <laughs> yeah. also a person who spins records for 24 hours ladies and gentlemen i'm ready proud to present mish
4: and the crowd go wild <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> no, thanks so much for having me i really appreciate you uh, getting in touch as well
0: yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's 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 good timing because um, there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon for you at the moment as well.
4: There is. Yeah, I feel like it's um, it's a good time in my life. I'm a, I'm now officially a, a man of leisure, as my flatmate called me this morning um, <laughs> when I said to him, "Do you want to go record shopping this afternoon?" He said, "No, not all of us are men of leisure." So that's a, that's a good way to de- describe what how I'm. You know, we missed that one, didn't we? Man of leisure. Man of um,
0: leisure. Yeah. Yeah
4: uh but yeah no it's a good it's a good exciting exciting time i'm currently uh sorting out some records for starway festival this weekend which should be fun mm-hmm. um sort of my first big festival of, of the year really which is quite nice um so yeah that's uh, it is a very exciting time and it's a very specifically exciting time exactly at this moment
0: yeah yeah, really great, really great timing for yourself. And what we're referring to here is that later on in September, on September the twenty third, you will be releasing your compilation called With Love on Mr. Bongo.
4: It is, yeah, that is the uh, that is the record that everyone should be going out and buying right now. Four stars in Mojo magazine as well. I got yesterday. Wow. So um, so uh, shout out to Mojo magazine for uh, for accepting the bribe and. Um, you know. <laughs>
0: Oh man, the hype is real. Let's say that then.
4: Yeah, I hope so. I think being serious, I didn't obviously bri- bribe Mojo. I don't know whether I'm gonna get you know a libel case for that now. But um, yeah, no, it's a really exciting time. It's um, it's something that I worked really hard on and uh, something that I had to keep a secret for a long time. So I'm quite glad that everyone sort of knows about it now. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's you know it's a real labour of love, man. Which is kind of how as the as the as the, um, as the title suggests
0: nice nice and before we get into the details of that and i think some of the listeners here might be aware of who you are and some things that you have done in the past and other little things that you have as like side projects i like to call them as well and i think first and foremost i think most people might know you from being the music programmer for spirit land
4: that is correct yeah i did that for four years until july this year um, amazing place, and it uh, really cut my teeth in one of the best places in London for it, really. Um, I never thought I'd be a programmer, like, I never, th- and it was never something that mm. would kind of interest me, but it was definitely something that I, like, you know, enjoyed every day I was there, really. It was such a wicked job. Um, yeah, so shout-out to all those people, and shout-out to Paul and Sophie for, for employing me. It was, it was such a odd time in my life to be, like, 24 living in Bournemouth, <laughs> and then be, like, asked to do that job. And then, like, when I look back, it's, like, it's pretty nuts that I kind of got off with of that job. So, um, you know, they believed in me, but I think I paid them back in terms mm. of, you know, big parties and good vibes, really.
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful place, Spirit Spiritland. And I was very fortunate as well that during your time there, I was did. able to play as well. So,
4: You, you and You and, and, like, I think I worked out that on the website there was, like, something like... A thousand events or like 1300 events, something. So I think I booked like a thousand different people at Spirit wow. So it was, some, it was some sort of like weird thing that I never really kind of actually quantified. But judging by the fact that like when I started on the website, I used to update everything and it would always say sort of how many events were on the website. And mm. I remember joining and there being about 300. And then when I left, there was about 1400. So there must have been at least a thousand different sessions. So it's and for such a personal space that's, I think that's quite amazing, you know what I mean? It's like I feel like I was there for a really long time. When it, when you when I look at it like that, you know.
0: Yeah. A thousand different events. That's that's mind blowing, man. That's
4: crazy yeah, there was stuff. obviously the pandemic in there as well and I was trying mm. to work it out. But then at some point we had like, you know, Royal Festival Hall was doing five DJs a week as well, so it's like, you know, and then Spirit was doing nine different DJs a week. Mm. So it kind of it does add up. So it's uh yeah, it was a it was a really good time, man.
0: So. Oh, excellent man and I'm sure your legacy will live there for years to come.
4: Oh, I don't know about that. It doesn't I don't think it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, that's very kind, but I'm I'm sure that uh, you know there'll be plenty fine without me. Uh
0: have they got a, a plaque on the wall of your face yet or?
4: Uh I was in there on last Saturday night and uh, it was the first time I'd been back there and uh, no, there was no mention of me whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, we no need to have shrine. a word. No shrine yet, yeah.
4: <laughs> no I shrine mean, yeah. If it's me asking for the shrine, that's sort of slightly odd. So, Yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. And I know in recent years as well, you successively launch your record label called Disc of Fun and Love. That's great, yeah. Yeah, man, which is a really nice, niche little record label that's release on gems i have to say
4: yeah it was really specific man it was um so i ran that label with my friend called frederica she's uh one of the best degas djs that i know and uh yeah we did we started that project and then it kind of that that project would have been responsible for sort of you know leading on to my compilation the, mm. the compilation we were talking about you know there was so much there that we basically learned the industry from the bottom up So I was speaking to two guys last night actually, I did a little bit of consultancy for these two guys um, who wanted to start their own record label. I and mean, they didn't have a clue do you know what I mean like they didn't they didn't ex- know exactly what to do at all mm-hmm. um, so it was quite nice to go and sit there with them and be like well you know I kind of I remember when I was in that boat as well and like you know and the things you learn on the job um, mm-hmm. it was a really a really important little uh, little project and um, we did really well out of it and I'm sure there'll still be some records and stuff like that coming out with us but you know I, I'm working for Mr. Bongo now Frederica's doing stuff with Tropic of Love which is Mafalda's label nice um, you know there's it's there when we need it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some other stuff. Um just with the with the Mr. Bongo like compilation now, I've I've ended up basically, you know, having a much wider audience kind of pre made, um, and a lot more kind of kudos from them rather than having to do things off my own back. Like mm. Um so yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. It's nice to know that the label Disc of On and Love, it it kinda like Looking back now, it's like setting a foundation for things going forward. Which yeah, sure. You, yeah,
4: there's two the two tracks on the on the sevens we did. We did six sevens uh, so far, and uh, the two of the tracks that made it onto the compilation because I think they're so important. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's a, that's a homage to those things that we were, we did a party which was really successful. We actually did it on. Brexit Eve which was like really kind of odd looking back
0: Brexit like, Eve
4: uh, yeah but you know <laughs> what I mean? it was like that, that thing in December that like in January where like <laughs> you know, all the flag shaggers were uh, you know mm. Parliament stood around and uh, yeah and we did this party and it was like really odd it was like a bunch of Europeans all in a all in a basement listening to you know black American music it was all kind of this like you know it was very kind of anti the establishment which are quite we didn't really realize that at the time but when i look back on it i'm like it makes me feel a bit weird you know what i mean but I'm a, I'd rather be doing our party in the basement than standing with those weirdos. So, <laughs> you
0: know. well done, man. Well done. Yeah, well yeah. done. Yeah. So, for listeners out there, if you're not familiar with Disco Fun and Love, I suggest you, you definitely check it out and scoop up the copies where you can because yeah,
4: they're all about 500 press each. So um, mm. that, is, that is a point where uh, there will be there will be a time when I think they all end up a bit a bit lost in the um, you know,
0: they disappear in the hemisphere. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah.
7: God's Spirit descended upon me And now I'm free as a bird in the sky the Holy Ghost came like a mighty rush.
0: Into modern day now and with your new compilation coming out called With Love or Mr. Bongo Records, just I'd like to say here is that Mr. Bongo and you know has a very large reputation and has done so for numerous years. And I think I saw you note know, the other day, maybe I mean yesterday actually, that they're celebrating like thirty years of Mr. Bongo, which is like crazy. That
4: would have been that would have been two years ago, maybe? because yeah. I remember we, we did when when I was at Spiritland that's kind of how I met them like um, uh, I booked them for some shows on their sort of 20th year so I'm pretty sure that would have been 2021 maybe or 20 no 2020 or something like that or 2019 right okay um, yeah amazing man yeah like, and that's been like you know like record stores in London record stores in Japan mm. you know, worldwide distribution like you know they've grown so much. Yeah. So, yeah. And what, Bongo.
0: Yeah, and what amazes me, they're constantly releasing. It's just insane. It's, I just can't keep up with them, really.
4: It's, it is. It's like, it's an odd one. It's, I, I look at it and I would say they do release a lot, but also they don't release like loads of stuff that's unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? It might mm. be like one a week and it'll be something amazing. It'll be like Raya Kawasaki or something like that and then, you know, there'll be like Zito an amazing Brazilian record. So it's still incredibly curated for something with so much output i don't think I, personally i if it was just me on my own i don't think i could put out that many records <laughs> you know that at uh, that level all
0: yeah the time. yeah you
4: know the Stemella stuff they did Stemella, which was like you know legendary south african band mm. um you know and all of a sudden my primary package comes it's got one of those in it it's amazing man yeah
0: and i think one thing we have to consider here is that when it comes to releases is that there's a lot of build-up and research and it's in progress of works of like a year or two before it's been released. Yeah. And I'm sure we're gonna to touch upon that even with your project itself, is that like these things are not done overnight. It takes a lot of time and effort to get these things together. And just to want to know a little bit of insight actually of like how did your how the where did you start with this project? Like what was your inspiration behind it?
4: Uh this project would have like, real, real, like, it, it comes in sort of waves, really. Like, I always wanted to do a compilation. I remember calling Zaf Chowdhury up, like mm-hmm. Zaf. Um, I remember calling him up when his Private Wax Volume 2 came out. I think it was the first time I'd been to Love Vinyl. Mm. Carl, me and Carl, Andrews, um, me and Carl went to see Motor City Drum Ensemble, maybe, or, or I think it was a gig I was doing or something like that okay. I went to Love Vinyl for the first time. I bought this compilation and was like wow this is really cool and it was around the same time that Jeremy Underground's beauty compilation came out and I think that was kind of you know it kind of all accumulated listening to that kind of music for the first time mm. when me and Carl went to I'm going off on tangents all over here but when me and Carl went to Amsterdam dance event in 2016 mm. we went to see floating points in Fortet and that changed my life that night. It was like something I'd never witnessed before, listening to like sort of music from all around the world and mm. music and stuff, you know. Back then I would have known Archie Bell on the Drills, Don't Let Love Get You Down because my dad would have played it and, you know, and maybe some sort of, you know, Teddy Pendergrass and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But musically, like it wasn't really my upbringing as such. There would have been Aretha Franklin going on and stuff like that. Um, so... Fast forward like 2016, we went to this night and I was hearing Brazilian music for the first time. It was blowing my mind. And then I think after all that accumulated, Jeremy Underground put his compilation out the year after, which I still still think is like one of the one of the strongest compilations of the genre. Um, not so much dancey stuff. I think that's maybe slightly different with my compilation. I mm. think that mine's a bit more DJ ready, should we say? Yeah, upbeat. Yeah, um, yeah there's some there's some bits on his comp which are like beautiful listening records. Um, but, yeah, so that was probably the maybe maybe the first in, like influence, really. And then I would have called up Zaf and been like, how do we do it? And I remember the first thing he told me was, don't do a compilation. Really? Like, well, yeah, because he's like, you know, he just, he didn't believe in the kind of products that much. I think back then it would have been a different time. Mm. I think everyone would have been putting out compilations at that kind of that point, five, six years ago. Yeah. So it dropped off a bit. That, um,
0: yeah, that's a good point, actually. Just to, Just to pause you there is that... There was definitely a time where compilations were just like they felt like monthly things um and i think now people are appreciating compilations more that has definitely a, a tighter focus let's say
4: yeah i think so as well and like a lot of compilations became quite specific on a genre or of an area and i quite like that you do like there's a great way to do a compilation you know it's an amazing one like Seattle amazing uh, compilation it's got a track called You Turn Me On by Push which is worth worth checking out um, and I like those things but I wanted my compilation to be you know just my treasures kind of like that Jeremy Underground the beauty one was mm. no, there was no kind of you know like pigeonholing anything it was like you know this is it do what you want with it and that's kind of how the, it was approached with Bongo because when I had my meeting with, with Dave and Matt and and Gareth was there as well to back me up um, it was uh, yeah it was it was they just said to me just sort of do what you want really nice because i was licensing that i um, i licensed all the tracks myself i found all the artists myself it was like they knew it was going to be private press you know nice um, small small label stuff which would be easy to license once we found the people yeah um it wouldn't be too expensive to license it as well because you know the advancing isn't like nowhere near as big as having to use work with major labels um so we you know they they kind of let me do what i want with it really which is that's how i feel like that it really kind of embodies that kind of uh sort of style that jeremy underground did with his beauty compilation do you know what i mean that kind of just kind of selecting the most special records at that moment and sort of sharing them with with people
0: right right yeah it's good to know that you've been given the free range to do what you like here but also that most importantly which always goes a long way is then you're making this project feel personal. It's your personal picks, your treasures things that you've accumulated over time and now you want to share it to the masses which is great
4: Exactly, like I know histories of certain genres i know some stuff but you've got to remember man i'm still pretty young i don't know like i don't i haven't been to you know birmingham alabama and gone and seen the gospel churches or i haven't been to um Mm. the west coast and you know and dug for aor i haven't gone to like brazil and you know and like gone and spoken to artists about this the scene and what was going on so to do something that was kind of anything more than just basically picking out my correct tunes would kind of not really be it would be more complicated than it needs to be, do you know what I mean? It would be unnecessary, I'd say. it's this is more of a of like fifteen tracks that I know that people are going to really enjoy. and I know that the fifteen artists that I've been in touch with are incredibly happy to have their music actually like around the world and you know so yeah, it's important. And it's uh, it's an important it's an important project, I would say for myself and I'd say for these artists.
0: Yeah, most definitely.
2: you're on the girl every time i see you getting down to this funky jam it sounds remember when you caught my eye you're so full sexy thing i couldn't help from staring girl you had that sweet sweet school girl grin so many things about you too many to explain make me feel like laughing singing screaming out your name when we get together it's going to be so fast I'll shout it to the heavens, girl Hear yeah, your are
0: So when we're looking through the track list here, there's a lot of great tracks, a lot of great artists and musicians, and knowing that they're all personal from yourself and curated by yours. I don't want to highlight some of them here. And one of the ones I'm looking at is City Lights with a track called Now You've Gone Away. Now, I have to admit, I wasn't really aware of this until obviously seeing this on your compilation. And this is the great thing about compilations, mind you, is that it always can put you onto things you're not quite aware of. But how did this one come about to you?
4: Uh, yeah, um, that was WLRS. Like, it's a radio station in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I think it's Walrus Rock or something like that. Walrus Rock, uh, I don't know, some sort of odd thing. Um, but these, this is uh, off a radio compilation. And um, if you're interested in that, I'm going to do a shameless plug there. I did do a World Wide FM kind of special with Mark Taylor uh on radio compilations probably because of this tune so radio compilations would be like local radio stations or state radio stations would go and find local bands Mm -hmm. uh in the area it might be like a battle of the bands kind of style thing where people would you know different different kind of vibes but um this one here was a radio compilation out of kentucky um first shown to me by gary johnson and mark taylor um it's like a killer like, they're mostly like folk and rock so a lot of the tunes on these compilations are like pretty average mm. and occasionally you'll get like usually on this sort of the ones that you'd be able to find with a bit of digging do have like you know the one tune on them kind of thing so yeah it's um this tune itself like like Mental AOR jazz funk kind of almost like thrashing away, like, there's it's yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Um, like, unbelievable solo in the middle of it. Um, yeah, like, just an all round wicked tune. That's like a local nightclub, it was so yeah. So, City Lights were like, uh, like a local nightclub. Um, on West Main Street if you're impressed that I remember that Um, (laughs) and I found the license through like a Facebook group of like alumni like the people who would have gone to that nightclub
0: so it's like a group
4: of people are like sharing sort of stories and images and stuff yeah no way yeah I've got loads of pictures There's, there's some guy who's like uploading loads of like off the desk recordings um on SoundCloud, which are like, there's like a 20 minute version of them doing Herbie Hancock's Chameleon, and the drum solo is about eight minutes long. It's just crazy, yeah. It's really good. Like, you know, there's so much info on this on this kind of nightclub and stuff, um, and it's a real shame that sort of only one of their released tunes is sort of any good, really, because they because they were doing obviously doing the nightclub band for like 12 years. They must have written loads of other good tunes, you know? mm. Um But yeah, that's a, it's it's a it's a really like really wicked kind of feeling to be able to find these people and I posted in there like alright I've uploaded it to YouTube um, there's the track by the way it's on this compilation and just all the comments on it are like is this Mary singing or is this you know somewhere else and people are like so specific so it's quite cool to like you know be on the kind of inside of the kind of nightclub band vibe really like I like their uh, I like the fact it's still alive and people are still talking about it they obviously did something right
0: yeah that's great man it's it's really nice to like give this music that that new life as well and all those people who supported and was around that time and it was very personal to them as well it just gives it that that's that second wind as well to, to go through it's great
4: yeah it's um like that that one as well there's a there's a bit of a bit of an odd story should we say um i i at Supermax when, when, when me and Justin were working at Supermax that summer of I guess it was the summer of the pandemic so we mm. still had like the ability to you know turn the basement bar into a bit of a party in the summer when the kind of restrictions were lifted mm-hmm. um, and um, we would, they would there was a bit of a you know should we say uh, you know a love for Old Forester whiskey there was basically it was it, it ended up with like Justin like I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this on the record like Drinking bottles of Old Forester whiskey with Elliot, um, me and him like crashing our bikes into each other. Him <laughs> doing his classic of like leaving his phone in taxis. Like he did that a few times, within a few weeks, and I mean a few times it was like three or four. Um, <laughs> it was all about Old Forester whiskey. It was like we'd just drink loads of Old Forester whiskey. I mean I had some the other day. It was like that's the kind of vibe for Supermax. Um, but when I when I found this this group on Facebook and uh i was just like trying to do a bit of research in the group like does anyone have the address or does anyone you know is it on google maps and so i found the address it was 91 don't don't quote me this 91 west main street or something along those lines mm-hmm. maybe maybe a different number or a different kind of road but i typed in this address yeah. into google maps and looked at the picture and it was old forester whiskey and it's the Main distillery of Old Forester whiskey now, so this building that was would have been knocked through. They've put a massive still in it now, and that's where they make Old Forester whiskey. So all that whiskey I'd have been drinking that summer, crashing my bike into Justin, you know, and like doing all this stuff was was created in the same walls as this this tune.
0: What are the chances of that?
4: There you go. There you go. What are so the chances? Every time I drink an Old Forester whiskey now, I think of city lights and and these people.
0: Yeah. Also, big shout-out to Justin, Mr. Jamboree. Ray. Um, dude, yeah. He's the dude, man. He's the dude. Um, we're speaking to him at the weekend, actually. He had good great last. He's a guy, yeah.
4: He's a guy, yeah.
6: Ain't no place
0: Compilation. I know you cover quite a few subgenres. Obviously, of funk and soul, and one of them being like Brazilian music, and some of it as well appears to be like West Coast, like AOR kind of style, I would say. And one of them that does come to my mind when highlighting here, going through, you got a track by Spare Hair with a track called "Ain't No Doubt About It."
4: Yeah, that's uh, that's on there as well. Amazing record. Um, sort of really sweet west coast modern soul kind of vibes um i really like the tune man it's like um something that i kind of it would have been like a youtube dig kind of thing so the way this compilation kind of came together was like i had probably about nine or ten of the tracks on there Uh, Mm -hmm. now i've got i think i've got all of them apart from one so basically I, i had to end up buying records after like licensing it because i was like (laughs) <laughs> you know some of these are expensive and it's like if you don't get the license I wouldn't I would have mm. bought it and then mm. sort of played it but I wanted it to be really re- reissued like you know what I mean? mm. um, so spare hair one was something I kind of found on YouTube and it was listed under the name William Barlack ain't no doubt about it on Discogs as well so it was a it's a bit of an odd label it sort of doesn't have any sort of not much not much writing on it it doesn't it doesn't have the classic like label name artist name stuff like that so everyone thought the spare hair was the the label and William Barlack was the was the, the the band or the singer but it wasn't it was spare hair it was self-release thing um, like really beautiful West Coast you know uh, soul music really um, so I got in touch with them found this William Barlack on Facebook um, he was still making music uh, I then got in in like you know involved with a guy called Gary I've forgotten what his surname is mm. he's he, um, I'll be able to find actually, it's in the record, it should be. Um, Gary Newmark, and then, yeah, so I got in touch with, with both of these guys, we spoke on the phone a few times, they were really excited about the project. Probably out of a lot of them, I think they were they were definitely up there as one of the more excited people of the project. Um, to the point that they actually had a jam session, I think they went and played some music together. Nice. After. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, um so yeah, it's a really special record and I was kind they were kind enough to send me a few copies as well. So I ended up owning this record, you know. It was the the project was happening so fast. Mm. From from December to like basically having to finish it in beginning of March that like finding these people and getting a copy of the record so we can put it on the like the master uh, oh. was really kind of, you know, it was a it was a it was a, you know, it was something that we had to basically get done as quick as possible. It was a really quick turnaround. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah, I'm impressed that it was a very quick turnaround here because um, usually these things do take a lot longer. And I think sometimes it comes mainly down to tracking people because sometimes, you know, as researching goes, you might come to a dead end, but then you randomly might get like a message back from somebody who knew somebody <laughs> through somebody and was just like hey yeah
4: yeah I heard, forum, your, like, I the heard the your forums tr- yeah. and stuff forums as well like you're saying like you know it's like um reddit come on reddit does anyone know this person in the local area you know stuff like that there's there's kind of you have to kind of go through a lot of uh a lot of kind of hoops should we say to to find these people so that's why when I when I found him and he was like dead keen it sort of makes no sense do you know what I mean and I love the tune um there was another like great kind of bit where I've, I'm looking at my wall now and I've got a, basically a picture of the band signed by them um, because they are in LA and Gary and Dave, Mr Bongo went over there to see the Rap Cats pop up, and I said to I said to William I said oh. Well, these two guys, they're uh, Mr. Bongo because they were messaging me back and we've listened to Mr. Bongo. This is amazing. Like, I had a, to- <laughs> like, this Gary guy who's like, he's now like number one customer in the US of Bongo Records. Like, this guy's now discovering Brazilian music and, like, oh, you
0: know, man.
4: yeah, he's like dead keen on it. And um, they they came down to Rap Cats and they were like signing pictures and stuff like that. Like, what? it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a picture of Gary Johnson, Dave Buttel Bongo, and then, and then uh, Gary and, um, and william bark it's it's a funny one and they were, they turned up with their records and they were signing pictures for people and stuff like that cuz they'd obviously had all this stuff so they were living living their dream of being rock stars again
0: nice man that's uh, good yeah. man you 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 know what it's all comes down to yourself or making it happen you know
4: yeah it was it was a really sweet it was a really sweet um you know feeling to have those photos sent to me
1: Let's just no doubt about it from the first time I saw you You were like a morning sun yeah. From the first time I touched you <laughs> I just knew you were the one yeah. Then the first time I kissed you Oh baby, your lips were sweet as wine From the first time I loved you I love so much the way you move
0: My eye from your compilation was by an artist called Sammy Akuna with a track called I Never Found a Girl." Now, I think this is a cover. From correct,
4: it is. Yeah, it's a it's a cover of um, Eddie Floyd, uh, written by Booker T. "Never Found Me a Girl." It's, I think it's originally on like Stax Records. Maybe it's kind mm. of like it was a bit more of a kind of mainstream uh, sort of soul tune definitely mm.
0: um northern soul kind of tip yeah,
4: yeah yeah and this one this one like I, I say it becomes a bit more modern do you know what i mean it's like it comes up to date it was you know it's an incredible record man i think it might have been released 77 um i don't know yeah I, I can't i can't remember off the top of my head but it was that it was that kind of like prime time of soul music i'd say
0: modern like, soul yeah
4: yeah it's, it's phenomenal and the horns in it just like really catch me i love the fact that it kind of feels like he's ending the tune about a third of the way in it starts coming down like break it down clap your hands kind of stuff mm. and that happens about a third into the tune so like you know over half the song is him basically ending the tune <laughs> and you know it fits right that's why it kind of goes towards the end because it's sort of you know a kind of last night last tune of the night kind of vibe you know mm. i like it um, yeah, the original tune's really good, like quite a classic. I think this is just a bit of a twist on it, really, which are, which is you know, yeah, I like that. I wanted it to be that people kind of feel like they recognise some of the songs. It doesn't have to be so, you know,
0: obscure. Yeah, oh
4: yeah, exactly. For the sake of it, you know what I mean. I dig deep on these things, and I wanted to share music that was lost along the way for mm. sure. Um, yeah. But that's kind of where that tagline we we did, like you know. Like we've written loads of taglines, me and Matt have got together, and it's sort of the stuff that was hiding in plain sight all along. It's sort of you know, nice, yeah. You know, you could go out and you could probably play that that Eddie Floyd tune, and, and it would go down really well in like a local bar or something like that, or you know, people would know it. So when you play this kind of version of it, people might not instantly know what it is, but they might know the words when the, when the when the chorus kicks in.
0: Yeah, and plus you can never have too much modern soul, in my opinion. It's. Um it's Always good to have. To
4: say that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the I'm way, like, people. A, yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I'm like the one the one man band of fighting the modern soul corner. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm talking nonsense. Um, but yeah, so th- this is a good one. Like talking about the licensing and stuff like that as well. Like I got in touch with Sammy's daughter. Um, she's uh, she she kind of like volunteers at a local fire brigade. Um, right. Where they're from in the northeast of the US and. Um, I tried to license this before with with Fun uh, of Love and we never got anywhere with it because I don't think she was, didn't think she quite understood what we were trying to achieve with it. Okay. You know, it doesn't, you know, some kids from London want to do something with your dad's record or something. It's quite confusing, do you know what I mean? Sending contracts over and stuff. <laughs> uh, we never kind of got there and, and, and I remember she was asking about her son's baseball team And uh, I was, like, offering to sponsor the baseball team for a year rather than, like... Because she didn't want to take money. Okay. She didn't want to take any money for it. She felt a bit odd. And I was just like, well, we need to pay you something. Um... Can I sponsor your son's baseball team? And it kind of, and I wanted to get them kind of kitted out into this, love uniforms and stuff. Oh
0: man, it uh, hey, would have been so cool, like, like, been cool.
4: like a banner in the stadium and stuff. Um, but that didn't really kind of. They they ended up sort of doing something different or something. We left it for a few years, mm-hmm. and then uh, we ended up making a donation to that that local fire brigade in nice. advance in her name. So it's like it's like through her. But yeah, Mr. Bongo have made a donation to uh, Mr. Bongo and Misha made a donation to the uh, the Pennsylvania local fire brigade volunteer so hopefully oh, we're doing you know it's not all it's not all uh, cutting deals and and paying advances it's doing a bit of help in the community as well
0: yeah and i think sometimes that does shed good light on the fact that not everyone is in the music or record kind of scene when, when you're approaching people like this they might just be completely unaware of how the music industry kind of works and when they get a random call about hey we want to like we want to reissue this record that you've probably never seen of
4: (laughs) i was going to say i'd probably say that i think a lot of people would probably think they're ripping them off like it sounds like the ultimate scam doesn't it It's like Mm. sign this and i'll pay you 300 dollars and you don't even have to get out your you know you don't even have to get up out out of out of your uh, you know armchair to do it um and it's like I get it, but you know, a lot of these people, you know, we 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 sell the we sell the brands and we sell the ideas to them pretty strongly. Um, and I think the enthusiasm is definitely there. Like I'm, you know, I love all these tunes. You mm. know what I mean, it's this is such an important crusade to go through and share these music again with people. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a nice thing to do, man. And it's um, and I like these stories more than more than others really because this is, you know. I wish every advance was paid to a local charity or to yeah. some sort of because it's such an odd like uh, it's such an odd story that people won't understand when they buy the record that like by buying that record they're they're that small bit of royalties is going to the local fire brigade it's there you know there's there's a few there's a few stories like that and it's just oh, about that's getting, nice, getting man. the license it's about getting the license over the line really and well, making sure these people feel like they're they're just as proud as we are doing the project
0: well listeners you know what you've got to do now you've got to buy doubles of this compilation to making sure that the fire brigade is yeah getting that check yeah
4: <laughs> i can't i can't remember where it is it's in it's in pennsylvania and uh, I can't remember exactly. McLean. There you go. It's McLean's local fire brigade. So wow. Go and, go and give them a like on Facebook or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> selection from your compilation that also caught my eye and I have to say that like a lot of tracks in your compilation was just like I had to like look them up and be like what is this and then you know and just get my bearings with it a little bit before the compilation came out
4: that's the idea man imagine if it was 15 tracks that you'd already had <laughs> that,
0: is true. that is true
4: that was my first draft about five years ago I did do a, I did do a compilation when we were talking about you know, Zaf and giving him a call. My I I found that track list in my Google Drive when I was doing this project and it was dreadful, man. It was like it was like listening to a floating point set. It was like it was like <laughs> You know, I'm quite proud that nowadays it's like a, it's an actual record that's put together. Yeah. It's tracks that I've actually played rather than just stuff I've got reissues of. But yeah, sorry, we're going on about Belita Woods with me or something.
0: Yeah, Belita Woods with a track called Magic Corner. And this is a bit earlier than some of the ones that we spoke about earlier. Sure,
4: yeah, 1969.
0: Yeah, Yeah, 1969, this one. And so it was a history of obviously 69. It was released on 45 and... Another one that ticks a box now, which is probably on the rare side of things. So I want to know, actually, how did you actually come come in touch with this track itself?
4: Uh, This one would have been a gig I did in Brighton in 2020 with Gary and Gareth from Mr. Bongo. Uh, And we we played all day together on the beach. And then I listened, like, I remember listening to some of the tunes and Gary played this one. And it's just, it's like that perfect tune for, like, where we were, like sun, Sunny Terrace, it's got a bit of a break on it, not not like a break as in like a, you know the drums are a bit kind of choppy, well recorded, the record is super super like loud as well, like nice. such, a, such a great pressing on these 7s, they're all like really trashed when you buy them, they're like, they look like <laughs> used and abuse, and yet the, the groove is so thick on them, it's like, you know, it sounds amazing, Nice. Um, so that's where I first heard it, um, and then... I did a trade with with some like Gary for something, and there was like I gave him quite a good deal of a record, and he came back and was and was um, <laughs> mentioning, you know about yeah it, it, like uh, he mentioned about how had a spare and he gave it to me so, so it was a nice way to uh, yeah it was a nice nice little record to have I think it's such a such a killer record as well like it it always goes down really well,
0: nice nice, yeah it's, it's definitely a, a new one for me and. Just take you back a bit whether you're talking about that set you played with Mr. Bongo. I remember listening to that online actually. I must have checked the SoundCloud upload.
4: There you go. You'd have heard it then.
0: Yeah. It so I, it. I must have heard it without realising but um, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out it's a good archive actually because I think that set you did was like with Mr. Bongo it must have been like four hours, five hours, something crazy.
4: It's uh, Yeah, it was about six, seven hours. I remember doing the last, the last hour with Gary as well and it was like I usually we we usually end up on the beers, and then I'm like digging for his bag. I'm like, can I play it? Can I play it? He's like, yeah, go on. So I played uh, played a few tunes that he'd had as well, which was which is quite fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, it's such a, you know, I think this is a great record. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking on my computer now because I knew this, this is a really really interesting thing. It was uh, the record, the, the record was released on Moira Records and there's some released on Karen Records as well. Mm. Um, and it was owned by a guy called Ollie McLaughlin in Detroit and he had four labels. Uh, Moira Records, Karen Records, Carla Records, and Ruth Records, they were all named after his daughters, which is quite sweet. Interesting. Uh, this Moira one has got like a bright yellow yellow um, like uh, label, mm-hmm. and then it was released on the same time at Karen Records. I don't know whether there's... I don't know if that one's quite rare. I've never seen it on Karen Records, like actually out in the open. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, like, I think that's such a sweet story. So it was Moira actually that I got in touch with. And, uh, you know, I had to go after her because it was on her,
0: on her name. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and Ollie, unfortunately, has passed away. Um, but they're, you know, they're still there. They're, that's good. The family's still there. And, um, yeah, Belita Woods is like as well. She's you know she went on to be in Brainstorm and Funkadelic Parliament and um, right, and actually, yeah, and, and I I actually I remember shout out Rose Red Records, um, it's like Rose Red, Rose Red
0: Records. Records. That's yeah. a form of stomping grounds. There
4: you go. And I remember buying a house tune, um, uh, Belita Woods, Leroy Burgess, Best of Me, the um, on Basement Boys, and that's kind of. The first basement boys record I bought when I've ended up going on and collecting a lot of that stuff, a mm-hmm. lot that stuff. Um so I I've I've played this record for, for quite a long time and didn't realise it was the same Bleed of Woods. So I've kind of got the first record she's ever done in Magic Corner and then I've got the last record she did with, with Best of Me, which is like you know, it's cool. I like that. It kind of that kind of makes me feel a little bit complete, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah nice. she was in she was in the P Funk All Stars, not not in Funkelli Parliament.
0: Right, P Funk All Stars, okay.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about that, but it was definitely brainstorm. So, like, you know, would,
0: yeah, and, yeah, I'm like, aware of brainstorm. And... Yeah, I'm aware of brainstorm. Yeah, and just yeah. to point out as well for the listeners here is that when buying a compilation, this track is actually only going to be available on the vinyl release. Yeah, and um, that
4: was that was due to like um, we when we when we licensed it for them, they didn't want it to be on a digital platform which is fair enough yeah
0: don't want to be streaming and they, stuff
4: they were like they were a bit more they've obviously had this before because they had a lawyer who dealt with it all and stuff like that and interesting um they they didn't want it to be on the digital stuff which is fair enough because you know like and I quite like that so we've, we've done it on just the vinyl. I could have done it on the CD, but I thought no, let's keep the CD and digital as a different tune. That's a tune by South Funk Boulevard, so it's the B side of the first track on the compilation. Uh, so that's a nice little thing, I think. You know, I think CDs are a great format as well for stuff like this. Mm. So you get a different track on there, and then digital, obviously. So, but in terms of like Magic Corner, you know, it's well worth buying the record for it. It's it's a killer tune
0: yeah and just to sum up here you know we've, we've just gone through a few of the tracks here from the compilation there are many others and it just makes me feel like this compilation right here you know it is totally worth the buy here and totally worth the investment because you're going to get so much at such a low cost i'd like to say as well and i'm pretty sure as well i know you want to don't want to go too far in the future <laughs> but um i'm sure that you're not done here and there'll be probably more to follow up uh, yeah, this
4: is um, this is a um, volume one of a indefinite series. Hopefully, mm. as long as people keep buying the records, then it's
0: um, <laughs> no pressure. People, no pressure.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. As long as people keep buying it, my career kind of you know c- continues. No, no. But um, I've already started working on volume two as well. So that's between us. But um, mm. it's, uh, it's something that will be rather than having to do it in four months, I can do it in you know in twelve months. basically. Mm. So which is quite good. So, yeah.
0: yeah. You heard it here, right here on Studio Front, people.
4: There you go. World exclusive, baby. Exclusive.
0: <laughs> oh. Cool, man. So, um, yeah, it's been great to chat, man. Really good to chat. And what are you going to be doing for the rest of your day? You, you're quite busy?
4: Uh, I am going off to a place called Jelly Records, which is in Chatsworth Road here in Clapton. Ah. Um, and I'm going to go and work the afternoon for him. Kev down there is one of the dudes it's one of the best record stores I've ever been to. And every time I walk past, every time I go in there, I'm like, when are you having a day off? Because I'd love to come work down here. So I'm going to go and work the afternoon for him. No idea what's going to go down. Um, hopefully some friends will come <laughs> through and buy some records. I know that I can basically sit there and play what I want through through the system, which is quite fun. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty fun. Um, I think there's something we can mention as well. I'm going to now lead this conversation. It's like, you know... Feel like uh, you know someone's taken over, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like uh, I was going to say, we were talking about Bournemouth in the like the in the break. There we were. Yes. We um, I, I'm doing a party down there, which is, which is an invite to you especially. And yeah, listening. of course, man. Twenty uh, fourth of twenty fourth of September. That's at Camden. We've got void to put a sound system in. Uh, Ali's going to bring his nice mixer, and we're going to play tunes all night. Jeez. So I'll see yeah. you in the front listening to all these nice tunes.
0: I'll right? be there, man. I'll be there. I'll be there letting the bass shake my rib cage. <laughs>
4: Hopefully, yeah, Void is amazing. <laughs> Void like a sound system company that's provide like massive nightclubs around the world and they're based in Pool and I always give them a shout and go and bring them some mails and they let me uh, look around the factory and you know, give me t shirts and stuff like that. And they're all like proper metal heads as well, do you know what I mean? So when when we try and borrow the system to put on parties like this we're always like, come down and you can. And I, uh, we'll just drop it off. We'll Can't it pick up the word. <laughs> like, you
0: know. Yeah, when they realise that you're just playing some like I smooth modern gonna, soul, they're like, yeah. this ain't hard enough for our speakers. We're gonna leave. Yeah. Mm. I'm
4: gonna try. and I'm gonna try and see if. Uh, I'm gonna try and see if they can all come down as well. So we should all be. Uh, we should all be celebrating them because they're the local heroes of, you know, providing big sound systems. Yeah.
0: Man, that's going to be great, man. I'm looking forward to that launch party. And just to say, just a little, obviously, shout out to Ali and Mickey, the warm agency. They did put a good um, show on not too long ago with Rahan there as well, which was banging, man. It was heavy.
4: That's amazing. Like, that's like... Classic Bournemouth, you know, it's a, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally someone like Rahan could pop through. <laughs> we had meat in the alley, booked meat down there, which was great. Yeah. I remember when me and Kyle booked a guy called DJ Okapi from Johannesburg, came down and played like Kwaito and Bubblegum all night. And it was, you know, he was doing a UK tour and we managed to just Offer him a little bit of money and yeah. a place to stay, and he he had a really good time.
0: It's it's funny.
4: Yeah. I do like Camden. That's where I cut my teeth, man. It's yeah. Uh, it's a it's a really special little bar. It
0: is. It is. It's is funny about Bournemouth because like most people wouldn't know about Bournemouth. Wow, well, unless you follow football, like, well, why would you be Chris like? Sweetly on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Half the world does. Oh, Chris, Mister <laughs> A.K.A. Funky Muzak.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say. I bet there's everyone here has been followed by Chris on, <laughs> and not following back.
0: Oh... Oh, big shout out to Chris man but yeah man you know, these events do put Bournemouth on the map um, you know me, you we, we kind of represent that at times and you know it's yeah, all man. good
4: yeah dude it's, uh, it's the space to be
0: indeed man well thanks Mish it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and I really look forward to the launch of your compilation and all the best going forward man and listeners don't forget Please. to check it out on September the 23rd
4: yeah, and also, like, you can pre-order it now, which means if you get it on Bandcamp, you get the digital kind of sent to you on the day of release. Um, which is always out. good. There's a track out at the moment, Brazilian tune by Quintessential, which is a cover of Javan's Serrado. Uh wicked, like, vocal harmony thing. And if you pre-order the record, you get you get that digital sent to you, like, now. So, uh, yeah. And you can also get it on Mr. Bongo's website as well.
0: Nice, so, nice, nice.
4: Yeah, I think it's a uh, go out and pre-order the record. Been backed by... Uh, you know the right people
0: indeed indeed i think the insight we're known about how these records come together and you know the, the money is going far you know it's going all the way to a fire brigade in pennsylvania <laughs> you uh, know we have to we have to remember then that you know the money goes far too so always if you can support these projects
4: yeah it goes to uh yeah, exactly. Like you know, we pay, we pay a pay an advance and a royalty, and because this is it, private press and minor label stuff, these records should I say maybe failed along the way? Do you know what I mean? A lot of, mm. if you don't hit state radio back then. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna go to the big leagues. So you know, worldwide distribution would have been an impossible task. And mm-hmm. now you know, forty fifty years later, we can sell these records all across the world, and you know, and DJs can pick them up and play them on their radio stations, and play them out in bars and nightclubs. It's uh, it's uh you know, it's a good feeling.
0: Salute man. Salute Mish. Yes, yes. Enjoy the rest of your day, enjoy jelly records. Don't buy don't, don't buy too much records. <laughs> well,
4: yeah, exactly. That's the whole point though, isn't it? You work work there to, to get paid. <laughs>
0: you work for the wax. But um for, yeah. yeah, Jelly Records is a good dig there. I've been there once. it, it is good. It's good.
4: Yeah. Solid. All right, Aswad, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to drop the mic now and, uh, you know, peace, love to everyone. Indeed. Peace, man. Peace.
0: Once again, big shout out to Mish. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Complete honor to have you on the show, my friend. My Bournemouth brethren. <laughs> Bournemouth is a small town, but when it comes down to it, we represent. So don't forget people to check out the compilation release on Mr. Bongo Records a compilation called With Love compiled by Miesh himself featuring rare some obscure some hiding in plain sight of modern soul, boogie funk and soul I have to say man it's a goodie definitely worth checking out as always thank you all the listeners here on Studio Funk always appreciate your support also a big shout out to my Patreon family at patreon.com forward slash Studio Funk the past month has been very busy with the special month focused on Japanese music forget, you can check out Patreon where you can get full track list to the show, bonus episodes, extra insights and a whole lot more. Wow, it's that time of the show now to get into our nice little tribute mix. And of course, because Misch has been selecting some fantastic 45s for his compilation, It only makes sense that I do the same right here and pay that tribute back towards him. So what we're gonna do, I'm gonna select some 45s from my collection. Some hiding in plain sight. (laughs) Some rare and some very obscure. Nonetheless, all great music. So sit back and enjoy.
3: I ain't turning down nothing but my Kizala. Some people can't understand the secret walks and talks of the Rizzio, Ms. Ann. We say right on, it's your thing. Now it's your thing, man. Like mellow groove, you got baby's mind. Coppin' dates and sign Fizz and nine. That's an image, not a fact. That's part of my culture. Feeling good and going through my act. Words like manifestation, organization, accumulation, stock market drivers, razor cut farmers. We don't use those words. A little down to do your real cuisine. When our people are gonna use curl shizzine. Really, it up.
6: woo <laughs>
0: listening i hope you enjoyed the show studio funk is a monthly podcast which is available on popular podcast services like spotify and itunes but also can be found on other popular music services like soundcloud and mixcloud if you'd like to support the show you can do it at patreon.com forward slash studio funk where you become a monthly subscriber where you receive extra perks and extra content extra content includes full track to the show bonus episodes giveaways and a lot more that's patreon.com forward slash Studio Funk. Thank you.
6: Studio Funk.